Life is sweet. Let it sweep you off your feet. Hi, you're listening to Find Your Joy. If you're looking for ways to thrive rather than survive in a world that can seem rather chaotic, you're in the right place. We will be sharing stories of our own as well as those from guests who have found ways to bring hope, healing, and freedom into places where trauma has impacted them. I'm Allie, author of The Art of Healing Trauma, and I'm here to remind you that life is sweet. Now, let's dive in and find ways to create our joy. Hi, it's Allie and Find Your Joy. And I'm really excited today to have uh, with us a special guest, Dr. Carmen Carpenter. Carmen is a doctor of traditional Chinese medicine and an acupuncturist, dog lover, hiker, traveler. She's a whole bunch of things. And uh, I'm really glad to have her here today. Carmen, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm pretty excited about this. Yeah, I am too. I've been I've been um, wanting so much to share so many of the things um, that I have learned through you. I so those listening, I am a, a blessed person to uh, be someone who goes regularly for acupuncture and has been. Well, I think I don't know. It's like some alien uh, sucking information out of your head thing. That, <laughs> You're just so well, you're you're um very generous with sharing information about how our body works and why it works that way and why we can make some different choices. So um anyways, hi and hi. let's start let's start at the beginning. You were born in a cabin in <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> I wish it was that exciting, but no. <laughs> I'm from Calgary. So okay. I grew up in the big city. Yeah. Um, moving to Victoria for school was definitely a huge change of pace for me. Calgary is very fast paced and work hard, play hard kind of an environment. So yeah. I knew it wasn't quite for me, which is how I ended up out here. Um, but how I ended up in Chinese medicine is kind of a fluke, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but it's worked out really well for me. And it's something I'm really passionate about. But um, I did my undergrad in cultural anthropology at the University of Calgary. Um, and I was considering doing my master's in medical anthropology. I knew I was always interested in medicine. I knew I was always interested in culture and I was trying to find a way to kind of blend the two. Um, and I had a chat with the Dean of the anthropology department when I was graduating from my undergrad and he sent me to his TA to talk about it. She was doing her PhD in medical anthropology. And she basically looked at me and said, if you never want to have a social life again, this is the career for you. <laughs> like oh okay maybe that's not what I want to do that's, a, that's a hard sell <laughs> yeah. uh, so I was uh, I graduated school and I was looking into naturopathic medicine I always knew I was going to work in medicine from a young age I thought I wanted to be a surgeon and I thought I wanted to work with NGOs in medicine like I didn't really know what direction that was going to take me um, so I was upgrading some of my sciences online so I could get to naturopath school and I had applied to the school here in Victoria Pacific Rim College and I kept deferring my entrance because I wasn't really sure about it and I wasn't done upgrading. And so I put it off for a year and a half. And the school finally contacted me and said, if you don't show up this semester, you forego all the fees you paid, all the reference letters you had to get to get in and get accepted to the school and you'll have to start over. And so three days before school started, I basically called my parents and said, I'm, I'm moving to Victoria. So see, see ya. <laughs> 
And I was like, I'll just go out there. I'll do a semester. You learn about Chinese medicine and naturopath school anyways, and little like tidbits. So I was like, hey, it's not going to hurt. I might as well go and just try it out. Um, and then I did my first semester and it completely changed my entire life trajectory. And here I am nine years later and still super passionate about it. I'm so glad that I stumbled into it the way that I did. I started school by living in a hostel because <laughs> I had nowhere to live when I moved here. Oh my gosh, I love it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, you're you're an adventurer. So that <laughs> not a lot of us would have done that. And so your first semester was actually to you were in the naturopathic um program. Is that no, I was I was here at Pacific Rim College doing the Chinese medicine program. Okay. Um, but when you go to naturopath school, you do a course in Chinese medicine, like you do an acupuncture course because naturopaths right. can do acupuncture. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's one course. It's not even a whole semester. It's one course, one course only. So I was like, oh, I'll have the basics from my first semester of Chinese medicine school if I choose that path. Yeah. Um, and I also actually, when I was in my first semester, I had a naturopath teaching us anatomy and physiology. And I talked to him about it and he was kind of saying, you know, naturopath as a career is great. He's like, however, you don't become a specialist in anything. You have to do that on your own. You literally learn just a little piece of all the different kinds of alternative health. And then you have to pick something that you're passionate about and go for it after that. And I was really connecting with Chinese medicine in that first semester. So I was like, why, why would I give this up? Let's just see it through to the end. And so I did, I did five years of school there and kind of finished during the pandemic, which was its own level of nightmare, but. <laughs> right. And so, so tell me about that. I'll, I'll, I'll skip over to that. So, so how did that, so not only was it online, but any form of medicine, you want to be able to see a person, possibly touch a person. Yeah. Like, and especially in your last semester's yeah, that's going to be even more hands on, I'm guessing, with clients and patients and definitely left a lot of uncertainty. And um, just like many people through the pandemic, it affected my own mental health. I was like, I've just finished five years with the school and I can't do anything with it. Like, what does this mean for the future? Because at the beginning, nobody knew what was happening. Right. So it was all right, right up in the air. I'd already ha- gotten my license to be a Chinese medicine practitioner. So there's different levels of licenses. So you start with the oh, acupuncturist. Okay. Um, and they just do the needles. And then a Chinese medicine practitioner is the next step. And they do needles and herbs. And then the doctor of Chinese medicine is the next step. But we do a lot more um, studying of Western medicine. So we learn how to integrate it with Western medicine. So it's just different kind of tiers. So I already had my first license, but I wasn't practicing yet. I was just in school. Um, so I had that worst case scenario to fall back on. Um, but, uh, I was two weeks away from graduating. Basically I had two weeks left of clinic. I was done all my classes. There was no lectures left for me to learn. It was just the hands-on hours that I needed and not being able to do hands-on treatment to graduate was really up in the air. Um, so I contacted the Dean of our department at that, at Pacific Rim. And I just kind of chatted with him. I said, I don't want to, when this all opens up again, I don't want to have to pay for a whole other semester to get two weeks worth of hours. Um, I was, you know, I was almost full five years into it at that point. So, um, and he, uh, created a two week clinic for the, I wasn't the only one in that situation. So he created a two week clinic so that we could finish off our hours. Um, but then that wasn't the end of it for me because now the board exams, which used to be in person, they had to figure out how to turn them online. And so I had to wait. I should have been able to write basically a month after school. I had timed it because they only do the exams once a year. 
However, because of the pandemic, it got pushed back by another however many months while they figured out how to transfer it all online. Wow. And like with anything, with um, any program or any course or any degree that we take, I'm just thinking of how it works. Like there's there's the book learning. There's the things that we learn and memorize, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of memorization. And then as we start our careers, there's all of our hands-on knowledge and maybe the memorized stuff isn't front and foremost. And it actually switches into our hands-on knowledge that becomes, I'm not saying the memorization isn't important, but what we end up doing in any schooling is our hand, that, that's the foundation for what yeah. we do. So there you are now, you would have had to just, I'm just guessing how it would have been for me. I would have had to just keep studying and keep those things fresh in my mind so that when I put pen to paper for an exam, that stuff would be fresh in my mind. Absolutely. You should have seen my apartment during that. I had cue cards. I had to learn over a thousand formulas and memorize them. And they're all in Mandarin. So the name of the formula was in Mandarin. Each herb was in Mandarin. Some of them had four herbs in it. Some of them had 20. So I had cue cards for months all over my apartment, like everywhere. The week leading up to my exam, I literally was sitting on my living room floor in a sea of cue cards trying to memorize them all. Did it stick with me? Not necessarily the just of it, all of it and the, the, you know, the categories of what things do and how they relate to different uh, diagnoses. That part I remember. However, I do just like any doctor with pharmaceuticals have to go and refer back to textbooks. Exactly. And modify. Yeah. 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 I, I, it, I, and I, I, what I, one of the things that's really awesome, um, were you finished that thought? Cause I like had yep. 17 in the middle <laughs> yeah. of it. <laughs> I'm doing so good not to go. And and what about and? <laughs> I was gonna say I had a uh, years ago. I had a doctor that um, uh, once again I have a doctor just out of medical school, um, an allopathic doctor who's just out of med- medical school. Um, but years ago when I did, I still remember uh, this this doctor. And uh, he my my son was quite young and had a rash, and he he went and got a book. And brought it and started looking at them all. And I and I'd never seen that done before. And and what happened for me was I trusted him more. 100%. It made me trust him more because he was going to go in and and make sure of that. Yeah. And no matter what we study, um, that's going to be the case. I don't care if you study whatever it is, it, it, to go and refer to something again mm-hmm. just tells me it matters to the person that they're that they're, that they're accurate. And so I like that you do that. I also really like, well, I know this from your practice, um, but that it's part of what you are taught is that your last, when you actually become a doctor in Chinese medicine, that last, however long of your five-year program focuses on either blending or understanding, or I forget what the term is exactly, but more Western medicine. So to Mm -hmm. somehow work those together. So how does that, how does that work for you exactly? Well, I think it's pretty unrealistic as any sort of alternative health practitioner working in the West to think that you can work outside of Western medicine. Like that's 
that's just not practical. We all see doctors, whether you're an alternative practitioner or not, you, you know, you break your arm, you're going to go to the hospital. You're not exactly. going to take I'm some not homeopathic taking, pills. I'm not, I didn't take <laughs> vitamins when my gallbladder ruptured. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it has its place. I do think a lot of times that they look just at the symptoms rather than at everything that's going on in the body. And I have noticed a shift with that with Western medicine. It's, maybe it's different here in Victoria, just because of the, the culture and the environment here. Um, but I think it's really important to be able to understand some of that kind of stuff, to be able to work together as a team for whoever the patient or the client is. Like, I'm, I'm not here to project my knowledge and everything I know onto you and expect you to just live the way that I want to live. I'm here to meet you where you are. And if where you are is, you know, on blood pressure medications or something with your Western doctor, but you still want to work on blood pressure, then I need to be able to understand where that Western or allopathic doctor is coming from so right. that I can work within that. Right. And so if I don't have an understanding of that, it kind of limits me. So that's kind of why I decided to go the whole way. Cause otherwise I, I don't, how am I supposed to be the best I can for my clients if I can't merge the two? And I think yeah. it's really, really important from, for any practitioner, whether you're an allopathic or not, I mean, one of the coolest experiences I had when I first moved here is I had a little, I think I've told you the story before, Allie, but I had a little day surgery at the Jubilee Hospital here in Victoria. And um, I was awake for the whole thing, but shot up with adrenaline. I was out of it, but not out of it. Um, but I was chatting with the surgeon that was performing the procedure. And he was just kind of talking to me, asking me what I was doing. And I told him I was in school for Chinese medicine. And he actually was studying Chinese medicine, even though he's a surgeon, he was yeah. like self-studying. And so he gave me my home care from the procedure in Chinese medical terms. And I just thought that that was the coolest thing. And yes. I thought it was such a beautiful thing. I needed that procedure. A Chinese medicine doctor mm. myself couldn't fix me for what I needed that for. Right. But it was really awesome to hear him say something like, take care of your spleen chi when you leave, you know, rather than like get rest, eat warm foods, like yes. the Western way of kind of it. And it, it all blends together and, you know. That's the cool thing about Chinese medicine. It's more than just medicine. It's, it's like a lifestyle. You can apply it to every angle or aspect, whether that's work or medicine or, or fitness or diet or, um, you know, like mental health, you can apply it to kind of everything. And that's the part of it that blows my mind every day about the medicine and why I'm so passionate about it, I think. Yeah, I, I like that. And I, uh, for me, I mean, no. Uh, Others don't know, but you know, I was terrified of acupuncture when I, when yep. I landed at your door, <laughs> I had had one experience in my life and it was so unpleasant um, that I, I was a firm believer that I would never try. I, I just, there was just no way, but we have a mutual friend and she was raving about you and uh, raving about the results. And I just, I, there was just a thing in me that said, and just you're gonna just to try this and to trust mm -hmm. and trying things and to trust is not always you know the easiest thing for me but no. I remember going in and I remember that my experience with you was first of all that I knew you listened to me and that was yeah. that's a whole thing someone someone that you go to and they're listening to you, which a lot of, no, no, certainly things are changing in allopathic yeah. They're changing for sure, but that you listened, I, you, and then you explained every single detail of what was happening. And then because I tend to be energy sensitive and I could feel <laughs> things, 
<laughs> you not going, you. Never... <laughs> Pardon me. I said, not you, Allie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you telling me I've never had someone do this before, but I was like, okay, so now I feel, and I'm like showing the map of where it was going. And that was the meridians. And, and I think that it's, what I loved about that was that first of all, as a practitioner, you were so open to that and to work with me. And then you educated me. You mm. showed me, oh, this is actually what's happening. What you're saying, I'm going to show. And then bringing out a book. Yeah. And showing me where the meridian lines were. <laughs> and I was like, really? I'm at, and then <laughs> that gave me confidence in my own body to, to one more thing to listen to myself. Yeah. Because when, you know, I'm just making a, a, a path up here that doesn't really exist so much, but when I feel something in my left foot and then I feel it travel over and then ends up in my right shoulder and I'm not, and I'm thinking that's got to be in my head. And then to find out there is a, that is an exact meridian path. Mm -hmm. That's, that's empowering, right? Because, okay. I actually, it's also nice from like my side as a practitioner to have you tell me those things because I can't feel what you're feeling when you're on the table. I can't feel it. I have to go from my knowledge and what I know to be true when it comes to Chinese medicine. And most people, like you said, don't express those sorts of things to me. So it was really nice even having you as a client that is able to actually put words to the things that they're feeling. So I can be like, okay, right. Yes, this I am trying to treat your shoulder with this point in your foot. And yes, it is actually working. It's yeah. not just book knowledge anymore. It's not just somebody being like, I don't understand why my shoulder doesn't feel hurt anymore. It's you saying I can actually feel it in that moment in real time. Yes. Happening. Yeah. It's it's uh it's amazing to me. It's like this beautiful, fabulous miracle it's the it's the miracle of science i just love it all these things that i used to think were magical or miraculous and i'm not taking away from that there are those things in existence as well but to yeah. understand maybe why mm -hmm. and it yeah and that's that's like an interesting thing about chinese medicine it often gets kind of poo-pooed on because it's thought to be like a metaphysical or it's not science-based or you know anything like that but you know, if you really think about what the scientific me method is, it might not have the like the outline of what a scientific method in modern day society looks like. But Chinese medicine has been around for thousands of years, yes. thousands. Yes. Like yes. that is a lot of trial and error. That's yes. a lot of people practiced <laughs> on. That's a lot of knowledge. Like, well, that didn't work. So let's try this for like 100 years. OK, so now we know that works on yeah. to the next thing. And so yes. I think that's the really cool thing about Chinese medicine that sometimes gets lost in translation with the way that our culture is in the West, that, you know, it is, I will, I will give, you know, the West, I guess, credit for this, that it is taught from a very um, philosophical sort of language. Right. Um, so like for me, being somebody that's very science minded, my first couple semesters at school were quite challenging to kind of shift the way that I looked at things. Um, you know, when you're talking about yin and yang and the balance of things and Taoism and all this kind of stuff, I was like, what are these people talking about? <laughs> this doesn't even make yeah. sense to me. Yes. So I've kind of made it circling back to you saying that I really explained everything. I understand what it's like to be on the other side of that and be like, I have no idea what this teacher is talking about. I need to find, figure out a way to understand this on my own. So I want to be there for my clients to be able to say, 
okay, well, this is, if I give you the Chinese medicine terms, it might not make sense to you, but I'm going to do my best to kind of bridge that gap between the two and make it so that you understand what's going on in your own body. Because I think it's really empowering to know what's going on in your own body and to, yes. to be, to create awareness within my client's own bodies. You know, I'm just there to meet you in the middle. I'm not, I'm not doing the work you are. I'm just facilitating what you already want to have going on. I can only meet you where you're at and try and grow from there. And that's about it. So, yeah. I, I, I love, I love that. I mean that, and that has been my experience with you of absolutely 100%. And my, uh, my health has changed. My mental health has changed. Um, my understanding of my own body has changed and grown. And I, and I think it's, um, Oh, what word do I want to use? That's not arrogant. <laughs> I mean, the, the word isn't arrogant because it, because it's, it's arrogant, but I, 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 or misinformed, or I'm curious as to why, or all those kinds of things I would like to say before I say, when we are not open to um, a form of healing that has been around for thousands of years, maybe we're frightened, maybe like, I think there's a, there's a package of reasons mm -hmm. that can be for some people that doesn't mean, uh, doesn't mean they're a jerk or, or they're, or they're arrogant no. or they're frightened. It's, it's sometimes just getting to a place where it makes sense. And for me, uh, for my own wellness journey, it has been a series of, um, diet change and exercise and sometimes medication and surgeries and sometimes mental health methods methods and sometimes mm -hmm. uh supplements and sometimes you know and try and, and yes. it's and it's this whole thing because I'm a complex being and how would I think that just one thing is the thing and nothing else 100 percent it doesn't it doesn't it's not logical it doesn't make it makes no sense mathematically, scientifically. <laughs> and and for most of us, whatever our belief may be in whether or not, like um, I have beliefs that are spiritual in nature. And mm -hmm. so some of the things that, that I don't understand or that could feel like, you know, whether it's Taoism or, or whatever kind, you know, whatever that path, that's not a hard sell for me because I'm kind yeah. of like, there's, there, there's so much I don't understand. So I'm all right with that. But I would think that even um, a person who is, or maybe even more so, I'm not really sure, but a, a, a person who is, whose belief is in atheism or that there is nothing other than that, maybe they can even get it better because it's just, it's just, just the facts, ma'am. Okay. Well, I can yeah. do that too. Cause I'm open to it all. It, you know, it's like, yeah, those are always my favorite clients. Ones whose wife has made them an appointment or something and they don't believe in it. And they're like, I'm just here because she told me to come here whatever yeah. that looks like. Yes. And then at the end, you know, a couple of days later, I'll get a text message or an email from them saying, I haven't slept like this in years. Uh, and I always remind people at the, at the bare minimum, even if you don't believe that there is actual meridians in the body or the chi is flowing between the needles, if you don't believe that any of that energy work is going on, we're speak, speaking just to acupuncture specifically right now, but if you don't believe that any of that's going on, we live in a really high stress 
environment. All of us. We all do. It's Western culture. It is what it is. Different varying levels, depending on what your career is or your family life or whatever that looks like. So at the very minimum, I have literally pinned you to a table for 25 minutes and made you just sit still. No phones, no devices, no communication. Um, I am like almost forcing you into a meditation at the very least. So even if you don't believe in all the other stuff and you don't believe that there's a science base to it, if you don't believe any of it and you think it's all a bunch of hoo-ha, at the very least, I have forced you to relax for 25 minutes and everybody can benefit from that. <laughs> yes, exactly. And and it's what we're, we're it, I, and then we'll and then we'll pause and go to a second time. But I or maybe I'll start with this and we can lead into that in our and because I'm kind of guessing we're going to have a part two because we have just scratched the surface I'm it's just I I think for people to think on this and then we'll and then I'll and I'll leave it there if that's okay with you and we'll start it up again with with our next episode is no matter what we believe I mean quantum physics physics itself teaches us we are energy everything is energy a tree yeah. is energy your dog is energy I'm energy and this this is a way this is a practice that teaches us about that and so I think if I leave that there and we will explore that a little bit deeper in our next episode if that's okay with you yeah absolutely Okay, that's awesome. Well, Dr. Carmen Carpenter, thank you so much for taking time to, well, I just love how you share and I love who you are and I love everything that you do. So I'm practically at stalker status now. So (laughs) (laughs) it's welcomed. (laughs) And to everyone listening, thanks so much for joining us today. And uh, do come back next week because we are going to be talking uh, some more with uh, this incredible human, which is Dr. Carmen Carpenter, to explain a little bit more about our health and Chinese medicine and acupuncture, how it works, why it works, and get you thinking if you weren't already. Thanks again Mm -hmm. for coming out. And do remember, find your joy. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you found a piece of your joy in this episode, I would love to hear about what came up for you so that we can continue to grow the impact of this show. Thanks again. See you soon. And remember, find your joy. Thank you.